This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hi, it's Marco Flalo on behalf of Mitchell Whitfield and myself. Thank you so much for taking a listen to this podcast. Do us a little favor if you would. If you love the show, give us a five-star review, and don't forget to follow us at Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, and we love doing the show for you guys. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. Welcome back to Your Tech Report. He is Mitchell Whitfield in Los Angeles. Mark Aflalo in Montreal. Mitchell, we've had so many interviews uh, really since the beginning of the year. Like, since CES began, we had so many interviews. Uh, so I, I decided this week, I said, you know what? Instead of throwing in, like, three interviews, which I know people love, um, let's let's dedicate some time for you and I to reconnect. To hear us yap. Yeah, do you want to hear us yap? I Mitchell. like it. Yeah. <laughs> Does our relationship need that, Mark? Do we need um, to reconnect? Have we fallen off a little bit? I've been told by my therapist <laughs> that uh, you and I need a little bit more lovey time together. And this Well, is, you know what? We're going to have it every week. And this is our lovey time together. So it's <laughs> nice to be here with you. I'm not sure about next week because i got construction going on in my house. So. No, next week you suck. I have one other new video. I love you this week, so let's, <laughs> let's do it. Come on. Uh, I really wanted to talk about something. Um, you know, when it comes to summertime, this time of the year, um, I, I go back into my press vehicle mode. This is where I find out what new cars are coming out, and I get opportunities right. to get a week to test drive some of these cars. And, of course, one of our favorite companies on this show is BMW. We've been talking about oh. BMW for years. Actually, when I when I test drove that X3 M40i, which I can never forget, Mitchell. Like, I still, to this day, try to find... You really love that, didn't you? I really you? love that car. Um <laughs> And uh, and that was like four, it's almost four years ago, I think that was. Okay. Um, so it was a while ago, yeah. It was a while ago. So I wanted to talk this week about a specific vehicle, and that's the M440i. Now, the 440 series in BMW got a complete facelift. So you've got a new front fascia, you've got the, a beautiful, beautiful design. The second you throw that M badge on it, you've got the new sport body molding that goes around the entire vehicle. Now this is... Yeah, of course you can. You can talk. No, no. The, I, I, here's something that I know. No, there's something I wanted to clarify because if I didn't know this, maybe some of our listeners didn't know this, know this as well. So when it comes to BMW vehicles, okay. Now, as Mark and I always always love the M. I've had a couple of M3s. M series is BMW's motorsport division. A lot of people know that when you see the M badging on that, it's from their motorsport division. It's a team devoted to making race versions of existing models of their cars, but. That M badge can be deceiving, Mark, so I want to let people know there are three different uses for the M badge. Number one is the pure M car, like an M2, M3, M4, M6, X, or MX4, whatever. And that means it, that is a car top to bottom, motor, everything, suspension, designed by the M team. Then there is the car... Like the, you know, the, put your model name here, and then an M engine number, like an M440, that is a larger engine type, uh, but not, not the full M treatment, maybe not the full horsepower treatment, but really close. And then there's just the M package, which gives you the, the look of an M car without having to pay for the engine and all that speed. So, Mark, the one you're talking about is sort of right in between, which is Correct. it has the bigger engine and it doesn't have the full M treatment, but it, has, it is really, really close, but you end up saving some good money. So, yeah, I mean, 
mean, ahead. When so, you talk yeah. about the, when you talk about the full the M4, for example, you're looking Correct. at you're looking at you know probably around ninety thousand Canadian, and and again the numbers are really different between U.S. and Canada because right. of exchange rate and import costs, et cetera, et cetera. But the one vehicle, you're talking about is sort of the perfect solution because you get the fast engine and a lot of the bells and whistles, just not the full price. Correct. So you get the yeah. M enhanced track package uh, along with that M engine that gives you the nineteen inch wheels. It gives you you know the perforated seats M technology package, which gives you different driving control. You can switch it between you know eco and sport and comfort and different levels there, and you can customize that as well. But what oh, I love, love about these vehicles overall is that the technology has been almost become almost standard in all of these vehicles in terms of that beautiful giant touchscreen display that's become so intuitive. I remember when I first saw that it, that giant screen; it wasn't even touchscreen yet. It was still you still oh, have to I use drive. that road yeah. ride, road rise knob, terrible. or you could or you could draw what you know what you're trying to to write. Now, of course, it's a touch screen. They even have motion control where you can use hand motions, for yeah. example, which I find hilarious because you're you're literally, to hold your hand up midway between the radio or, or the screen and where you are, you might as well just reach those extra four inches and touch the screen. But p- people like it because my kids, especially in the backseat, they can do hand motions to turn the volume up and turn it down, which is pretty cool, and control it that way. Um, but, you know, design-wise... This car, because I've been driving an SUV, I've been driving a Volkswagen Tiguan for four years now, almost four years, really made me fall back in love with the sedan, with the smaller car, with the cars that are lower on the road. And it really made me question, because I'm in the market for a new vehicle with my lease ending soon, I have someone taking it over in May, it really made me question... Do I need to be back in an SUV, or do I want to be back in an SUV? Because, I was going to say "need" is a tough word. Well, yeah, exactly. Because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, because I did when I did go into the Tiguan, I went that road because I was trying to save some money on my lease. I was also uh, I wanted the space because I lug equipment in different events and stuff going on. And I know I have to keep that in mind going forward that you know we're not going to be stuck at home in a pandemic for the next five years. Well, hopefully, knock on wood, for the next five years. So I, I still need that space. So that's why, you know, we'll talk about my choice afterwards, but I ended up going towards the next three. But this car really, really made me question things because you you sit down and it reminds me, and this is why I like taking the winter off of not driving these press vehicles, because it gives you time to forget how glorious and how luxurious of a drive they are and how beautiful of a drive they are. And this is, while the car, the model that I tested was around $78,000, you can get into these vehicles for less than that depending on the packages and stuff that you take. So this is not by any stretch of the imagination an overly expensive car. This is an affordable vehicle for someone who wants wants to get in it. Um, Two-door model, which was absolutely gorgeous. Mine was black on black. Um, The drive, I am... Always, always surprised, and I don't know why I'm constantly surprised by the drive of a BMW vehicle. It's just nothing I have ever driven, and I've driven, name the manufacturer here, um, oh, yeah. and, and nothing compares to it, and it really blows my mind. Um, so, so, you know, I was stuck with this quandary, which was, you know, SUV versus versus the, of course, you know, the sedan. Of course, my choice went <laughs> towards the SUV at the end of the day. But um, but let's talk about some of the features in this vehicle. You know, in, in, Wi-Fi hotspot built in. Uh, and which one are we talking about right trim. now? The, the M440i. We're still talking about the M440i. The M440i. Yeah. Um, it, it was an X-Drive coupe. Okay, so you have the two doors, which. Uh, you know, you'd think was going to be harder for kids to get in the back seat. Not at all. Um, I had a Takora red, uh, beautiful leather interior. Oh yeah. Um, you know, the seats are automatically sports seats. You got the lumbar support, the leather at dashboard, uh, ambient lighting. Um, but what really blew my mind was certain things like the traffic jam assistant, uh, the parking assistant, the heads up display. They've really come into their own. They're now they feel so naturally part of the vehicle that they, at the end of the day it just feels like everything's supposed to be here now. Where there was a point in time that 
things felt like they were kind of being yeah. not slapped on as much as just how do we get the stuff in here? We're not really sure 100% how to do it. Now everything just feels so natural, um, including that gesture control, for example. Like it just seems so seamlessly embedded into the vehicle itself. What also caught me uh, caught my interest was there are now upgradable options, like actual software updates you can get into your vehicle. So if there are certain features that you want, <laughs> you can actually go, you know what, let me subscribe to that. You know, and I can, you can <laughs> Thanks, add Tesla. that. Thanks, Tesla. Thanks for giving us that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, definitely the the M that M enhanced track package was something that has just blew my mind in terms of the acceleration, in terms of just the exterior package. You got the M brakes, the carbon exterior. You got a black on on. Uh, it was like I mean, this was a, a gray metallic color. So you got right. the black on on that gray, which looked really really nice. But what an aggressive front of this car! Like having that M engine, like and and this four series being, you know the 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 coupe version so the two door the distance right. from the end of the windshield to the front of the car it's like there's a mean engine in there you know that this thing means 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 action so it was very very interesting i really really enjoyed the vehicle there was nothing nothing that really that, that I could really complain about it. Like I try, like I really try to subjectively walk into these vehicles saying, okay, let me talk about this. Let me talk about the experience. The trunk space was incredible. The seats folded down. So if you're golfing, you can throw your golf clubs in there. Really, no, really, dude, really cool stuff. I remember you, t- and you can hear, listen, when somebody loves something and when somebody instantly is sort of taken with something or taken by something, you can hear it. I heard it in your voice when you first told me about the vehicle. I heard, I was like, uh-oh, he's got the BMW. And I, and I get it. I've had two BMWs in my life. I recently, Recently, before I ended up getting my, you know, because I, I think BMW was the only multi-purchased uh, or multi-lease car I have other than Volkswagen, because I've been mostly a Volkswagen guy. But recently, when I got into BMW to test drive it, my wife looked at me. She goes, "Oh, you love this, don't you?" It just drives differently. I can't explain it, and you can't explain it. It's it's hard to qualify it or quantify it unless you've driven a bunch of cars and you drive in a BMW and you realize it's like an agile tank. That's the best way I can describe it. They're like agile tanks. They're very solid, but very, very easy to drive and very specific. Wherever you point it, I almost feel like, you know, you ever on the freeway, take your hand off the wheel for a second and say, oh, the car stays straight, you know, even when I'm driving. All the time. I think this car could do that for miles because it's so precise in its steering and its handling. So, Mark, I get it. I get your love and how hard you've fallen for the for the brand. I totally get it. Uh, this is you know a good a good callback because we've done so many different styles of interviews with different people at BMW. If you go to our YouTube channel, for example, or if you go to our podcast and look up BMW, you could see, for example, the video I did on the X3 M40i. You could see when you and I went to the auto show. Remember when we were still allowed to travel and we did that whole booth tour? It was like a twenty minute booth tour, but we got a lot of information about the different vehicles um, and the different things that were coming out. And first of course, look at the X7, right? That was our first. Exactly. And I remember, um, you know, it was just just about a year ago, actually two years ago at this point, where I went to the Montreal Auto Show and they, we talked about some of those enhanced parking features, the the memory where it backed up the exact the exact way that you did it. And, um, and, and this year, so I did all this great footage and something happened to my camera and I lost the video footage <sighs> of this. So I have to apologize to everybody that I'm not going to have a video on this particular car, but I've got some really cool vehicles coming up and I'm going to I'm going to pull them up while you kill some time here for a second and tell you exactly sure. what we've got coming up and I promise that sure. I'll have really cool videos of this stuff. 
No, no. So look at look in search because I was going to babble for a second, and I was going to ask you in terms of vehicles that you know that you gravitate towards. Now you're talking about SUV. You're talking about, of course, sedans and coupes, of course. But uh, you know, this is eventually going to lead us into the SUV category, especially with BMW. And I've been looking. My car lease goes, you know, is up as well this upcoming year, and I'm sort of looking. I'm looking in advance. And for some reason, I love the I love BMWs. I love you know some of the Audis. There's a bunch of them that I really love. Even even the uh, the Ford, the Mach. I've been looking at because that intrigued me yep. a little bit um, just in terms of features and what you get for the money. There's something about the BMW X4, which is a scaled down version of the X6, which they call their sport activity vehicle. It looks like a, a rounded hatchback four, giant four-door sedan thing. It's kind of large and wide, an off-road sedan thing. It's really unusual looking, uh, but it's off the ground. You've seen them on the road, the X6. Oh, yeah. It's got like a hatchback, but it also is big and beefy and off the ground. The, the X4 is the smaller version of that just like the X3 is a smaller version of the X5, the X4 is the smaller version of that X6, and I love the lines of that vehicle. I can't explain why, Mark. Again, it's not something I can explain why, but I think I gravitate more toward that than a traditional SUV like an X3 or an X5. I don't know why. Maybe because it looks more coupey? Coupey. I like that as a word. Yeah, it's coupey. It looks coupey. Well, good news is that I will have the X4M um, uh, this coming June, so we're going to have oh, that vehicle animal. to share with you. The next one on the list is the X, is the M8 Grand Coupe Competition. Now, the funny thing is, is that weeks before I get my hands on that vehicle for a week, I'll be picking up the car I actually did purchase, which, is, which is which is my X3 with the M package, um, really gorgeous car, which I'm going to do a video about as well, because I have to show right. people that. Um, and we also have the M5 competition towards the end of July and the Mini Countryman um, uh, towards the end of May. So lots of really cool love coming towards BMW. And I promise I will get you videos of all that stuff. Um, and I I'd apologize for not having the video of the 440i because... Um, uh, I did That's some really okay. good stuff there. A lot of talking to myself in these vehicles, explaining the feel and the drive, you know, trying to explain <laughs> as much as you can in a video, you know, what a car feels like and the experience is like. So uh, very, right. very cool stuff. Okay. Oh, and by the way, you're talking about the Mini Cooper as well, and I'm sure most people know by now that Mini Cooper is a BMW brand. That's why you will see, although they have dedicated dealerships, they'll usually either be, you'll see them either adjacent to or inside of an existing BMW dealership as well. So I, I wish they would still do those. Remember how they used to do those displays where it would look like a giant vending machine for minis? I know there yes, are some I companies that, that yeah. I would love to go to a giant, like, you know, mini and just put in a credit card and have it pop out a Mini Cooper. I just think that's so cool. Although I don't think I'd like how much they took off my credit card. I would like the experience of going to a giant vending machine and having like a just a car pop out and roll out to me. That would be you awesome. You want to call the credit card company ahead of time. Just make sure that you've got the room on there. Just, it's like, yeah, 30000 on I'm there. I'm going to be going to spend $30,000 on my <laughs> visa. <laughs> yeah, I know. Nice. Uh, nice let's problem, dive right? into some gaming news because there's some really cool stuff coming up. And Mitchell... Yeah, there is. I mean, there's a lot coming up now. We're we're now. I mean, we're mid-April. Summer months are coming. Um, there's a lot of chatter about Apple events that may or may not happen. There's a lot of chatter about Apple products and other companies like I don't know Microsoft dropping some products as early as next week. Mm-hmm. Lots of stuff coming, and that's why you're going to want to pay attention to us next week because we're going to have some interesting exclusive announcements. Unlike this week, where you can just sort of, you know, tune us out and mentally, but keep us tuned Don't in. Tune us out should, mentally. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, it'll be really interesting next week. It's really interesting this week. Because we, do you want me to start with the gaming news now, or are we going to come back? Was that a setup for a break, or are we actually going to continue? No, we've got, we've got time now. We've got, uh, okay, then I'm going to tell exactly. you now. We've got, we've got like six <clears throat> and a half minutes. 
Okay, so we know there's been this, you know, the next-gen console's already out, although Nintendo allegedly is going to be putting out a new Switch Pro-like machine they're saying holiday of this year. We're not going to talk about Nintendo now. There's the ongoing battle, you know, among the big three, Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft. Although Nintendo tends to, you know, march to the beat of their own drummer. They don't really compete directly with the other two. But Sony and Microsoft, Mark, have been going at it pretty hard for the, for the last several many years in terms of their consoles. And, of course, this generation is no different. If you're, if you're keeping tally, I guess, uh, I guess technically Sony has been winning in terms of units sold. But both companies have been hard, you know, hard-pressed to keep their consoles in stock and they're not really selling a lot of new ones. They're very hard to find. Okay, that being said, the big news recently is not so much on the hardware side, but on the software side. And Mark, the software side is where Microsoft has been very aggressive with their... um, And when I'm talking about subscription services, I'm not just talking about Xbox Live. I'm talking about Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate. And Game Pass Ultimate is a service that Microsoft has where for $15 a month on both your PC and your actual Xbox. It doesn't matter. PC and Xbox. You get any game that's part of the Game Pass service, any first-party game by Microsoft, any studio they own, any game they put out, you get day of release for free as part of the service. You also get Xbox Live. You get EA Play. I mean, there's so much piled in. And, you know, if you want the regular Game Pass, I think it was a regular Game Pass, maybe $10 a month, and you get all those things minus the PC side for, for the Game Pass. So, I mean, the fact that you can get all of this stuff, basically, for the cost of three games a year, you can get dozens and dozens and dozens of games, including AAA titles from Microsoft the day they release. So this is something that Sony does not really have, something that, that's close to this service. So what does Microsoft do? Aside from going out and purchasing Bethesda, which means that all the <laughs> Elder Scroll games, you know, uh, all, I mean, there are so many games under the under the Bethesda banner, AAA titles that are just, in, and now Microsoft, those are going to be first party you know, games for Microsoft. So what does Microsoft do? They strike a deal so that MLB The Show 2021, and that, by the way, that is the main baseball game for the last several years, a great, great baseball simulator, fantastic series of games. Well, you know what, Mark? It's not only coming to Microsoft day of release. The new, the, this, this, this is a Sony game made by Sony Studio San Diego, okay? It is coming to Game Pass day of release. So, if you're an Xbox gamer with Game Pass, not only is it coming to your console the day of... You're also getting it on Game Pass for free. Oh, wow. Now, this has stirred up a huge amount of controversy among PlayStation fans saying, wait a minute, hold on a second. This, is, this used to be an exclusive game. This is one of the reasons I went to PlayStation, because I, I, I like the exclusive games. Well, so you're saying that one of my favorite games is now not, no longer exclusive to us. That's one thing. But that my friends that have an Xbox that I tease about playing on an Xbox all the time are now getting that game for free on Game Pass. Technically not for free, but you know what I mean. Yeah. If you have Game Pass, you're getting it the day of release without without putting out a penny. And this has caused a real rift in the industry because now Sony is scrambling to sort of undo this PR, not, not a PR nightmare. Sony's in good shape. They sell consoles. They have great games of their own. But we're starting to see a little crack in the wall of exclusivity. And this is something that Sony has always had over Microsoft. Well, Microsoft made you this, but we have the exclusive games. We have the great first party games. Well, now they're starting to make their way over to Xbox. And it makes me wonder, Mark, is this part of something that Xbox, a deal that that you know xbox is doing we haven't heard anything about this but maybe we're going to see some of those bethesda games you know some of those amazing bethesda games starfield is something that's coming out you know the again the elder scrolls game um all of the uh i can't even i should look at a piece of paper there's so many bethesda studios games coming out maybe 
Microsoft made this deal, and in return, we will see some Bethesda games make their way over to PlayStation. So maybe this is the first part of something bigger that we're not seeing. So if you're a Sony fan, if you're a PlayStation fan, don't fret. This could be part of something bigger where we're going to see Microsoft say, you know what, you were nice enough to put your game on our console. We'll give you some Bethesda games. Maybe not all the AAA ones. We want people to have a reason to buy our console, but maybe this is the beginning of opening the doors of cross-platform and the companies playing nice together. So I don't know, but this is pretty big news. This is something that PlayStation fans are going nuts about. Like, how could you give away one of our games to those people? So it's pretty interesting. I kind of I'm, I'm waiting to see what this actually leads to in the future. You know, you know, the, this whole idea of you know platform exclusive games is an interesting one. But at the same time, I think that there should be fair play. I think we should competition, maybe, right? Well, I mean, competition, but also like you know, it'd be fun if you know maybe it launched on a platform, but then you knew that after Exxon period of time, six months or whatever, it's exclusive for six months, and that's then it called a timed over. exclusive. That, that exactly. happens all the time. You're right, and that yeah. happens right now. But at least you know, even with a timed exclusive, you know that eventually you will get it. A lot of these exclusives you never see if you're not on the correct platform. Yeah. So, like you said, maybe timed exclusivity is the way to go because at least you know you'll get it. But uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see. How it plays out. Oh, that's so much fun. So much fun. Yeah. Um, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, I teased some fun announcements for next week. Um, Apple did announce something I did want to touch upon uh, in the last yeah. minute we have here, which is they've opened up iOS to third party tracking devices like Tile and other things like that, which means that we might see those air tags that everybody's kind of, you know, been hinting about for, what, over a year now. So uh, those should come around the corner. And we are expecting some non event-related announcements in the coming weeks. New iPads, uh, perhaps some new Apple TVs and stuff like that. But they're saying that we're not going to see a major Apple event until Worldwide Developers Conference in June, in which June, has yeah. confirmed to be uh, all digital again. It is your tech report. He is Mitchell Whitfield. I am Marco Flalo. Thank you, as always, for being with us. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk to this very cool company that's, that's pioneering the way in solar in Canada. Plus... A really, really cool conversation with the Ford Motor Company all about sustainability and how they're turning their waste into parts for your future vehicle. I promise you, it doesn't compromise anything. Stick around. It is your tech report. Your tech report will be right back. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.